You are listening to Future Net Zero, a platform to help businesses and the wider community improve our lives and our planet by achieving net zero. Welcome to this podcast with UK Power Networks and Community Energy South, who spoke to Future Net Zero about an innovative project in the village of Barkham, East Sussex, which aims to accelerate the shift from fossil fuel-based heating to clean electrification. Hello and welcome to this Future Net Zero podcast. I'm Johnny Bairstow and today I'm joined by Ashita from UK Power Networks and Ollie from Community Energy South. Uh, the two organisations are working together to help the entire village of Barkham in East Sussex switch from oil to electric heating in order to decarbonise and help deliver net zero. Uh, it obviously sounds like a fantastic project, guys, but just before we jump into it, could I ask you to please introduce yourselves? Yeah, of course, I can start. Hi, everyone. My name is Ashita Anand, and I'm an innovation project lead at UK Power Networks. My work involves understanding the challenges of and exploring the potential solutions to the decarbonization of heat. And I do this along with my colleagues on our heat task force. Thank you very much, Ashita. And uh, Oli, could you tell us about who you are and a little bit about what you do? Yeah, hi. Hi, Johnny. Yeah, I'm Oli Pendridge. I'm the Chief Executive of Community Energy South. And we are a network, uh, an umbrella organisation that supports community energy sector in the southeast of England. And we've been going for the last 10 years. And part of our role is supporting new innovation projects and communities. And on the Community Heat Project in Abarkham, we're supporting Avesco, which is one of the first community energy groups in the UK to support them on the Community Heat Project take a rural village to net zero. Perfect. And we'll uh, delve more into exactly what the project's doing in a little bit. But I suppose it's a good place to start to ask you both, what is the heat sector and why is it so important to decarbonise? Because obviously it's one of the real targets that we're going to need to deliver if we're to reach net zero, isn't it, Ashita? Yeah, definitely. Um, So when we're talking about the heat sector, we're actually referring to the way we keep our homes and our businesses warm when it's cold outside. And to answer the question about why it's important to decarbonize, well, fossil fuel-based heating is the single largest source of greenhouse gas emissions in the UK, and that's contributing to about a third of the emissions. And so that we can understand now is why decarbonizing heat is actually vital to meeting that UK's net zero by 2050 target. Yeah, because it's, it's among the most energy intensive sectors, is it not? Yes, that's right. And what barriers and opportunities do you think there are in cleaning up heat? Because as with anything, uh, when we're decarbonizing, there are often obstacles in the way. But once we get past those obstacles, there are usually significant opportunities to be unlocked. What do you see there? What does the picture look like? Well, as far as the barriers are concerned, heat is a complex issue to solve and an enormous one at that. I mean, just consider off-gas grids as an example. There are 4 million properties in the UK off the grass grid, and that means that residents are burning fossil fuels for cooking and heating. We're also at early stages of understanding how to decarbonize heat. Here at UK Power Networks, we were the first network operator to launch a heat strategy, and we've identified three objectives. The first one being informing government policy through data and research. The second is delivering a great customer service experience. And the third is making sure that the network is ready. When it comes to opportunities, I think the main opportunity here is to heat our homes and businesses by facilitating the reduction of carbon emissions through collaboration. And that really means using that whole systems approach. 
Um, and I see that as an electricity network, we are at the forefront of enabling transition to net zero carbon emissions by 2050. We really have a chance here to find the best way to facilitate low carbon heating while maintaining reliable electricity supplies at the lowest cost to our consumers. It's giving us an opportunity to reimagine our neighborhoods with net zero emissions top of mind. And that means making it easy to connect electric vehicles, connecting more renewables, and researching, planning, and testing how electric heating could replace fossil fuel heating. And it really goes beyond this as well. Industries that are currently using fossil fuels are switching to using electricity. So what I can say is that UK Power Networks delivers electricity to millions of homes and businesses, and we want to help everyone in our areas with their low carbon technology journey. Thank you, Ashita. And as you say, uh, UK Power Networks does deliver these vital supplies uh, to communities. And I suppose that's a, a good point to move into more detail about the community heat project uh, that Oli mentioned there during his introduction. So Oli, I don't suppose you could tell me more about what that project is and what you're doing. Yeah, so um, the Community Heat Project focuses on the rural village of Barkham in East Sussex. Uh, the village is very typical East Sussex rural villages and, you know, typical for rural communities across the country. And, and the question is, how does a rural village like Barkham come off oil heating and move on to renewable heating and go to net zero? Now, um, this for one village, 80% of the homes use oil for heating. Wow, that's a significant proportion. Yeah, that's right. And their average energy usage is 175% above the national average. And so it's a typical rural village in that sense. And a local plan in 2009 that we undertook in the village, where people came forward looking at the future of the village, and one of their biggest concerns was oil for heating. And how could we come off that? So when we put together, when we started to develop the community project, myself and Phil Proctor from Borough Hapold, who are technical experts, went to the Energy Networks Association and presented the project to them and to UKPN and said, what would happen if a well-engaged community all came off oil heating in one go? What would happen to the grid? And UKPN kind of scratched their head and all the Energy Network Association did. And they said, yeah, good point. You know, if a well-engaged community did all come off in one go, it would put an impact on the grid. And the community is about researching that, diving into the concept and a master plan for the village to go to net zero, but also understand the implications for a planned reinforcement on the grid to an unplanned reinforcement. Okay, so ultimately it's exploring how we, how we can decarbonize off the grid communities. Yeah, absolutely. And that raises all sorts of other considerations and barriers. And one of those that we're leading on and the community energy group are leading on is the behavior change. You know, how to educate a community that have been given lots of mixed messages over the years around heating, but also getting themselves prepared for a big change in their heating system, you know, in a similar way that they would have done when they came onto oil, you know, back in the 40s and 50s. Well, thank you, Ollie, for that summary. Uh, Ashita, could I ask you what, what, what's happening on your end of the project at UK Power Networks? 
Yeah, of course. Um, so Community Heat is basically aiming to create that model community-led roadmap for rural communities to transition to net zero. Um, and as Ali mentioned, we're, we're working with the community and there's about 600 households that are involved. So we're working with community groups like Avesco and local partners to research, gather data and compare approaches for low carbon heating. Now, we understand that a one-size-fits-all approach is not going to work for our customers. So we're working hand-in-hand -hand with the community to create the blueprint for that low-carbon electric heating. And there are many different possible low-carbon options for uh, electric heating for the village. So this project is going to research them all. Thank you. Well, it, it sounds like an obvious question, Ali, but I'm going to ask it to you. Uh, why is action needed to get these off-grid communities decarbonized why is that so important i mean are there are there lots of these communities it's not something that i think a lot of people think about uh, necessarily on the day to day and could you tell us exactly what's happening in barkham at, at the minute yeah absolutely the the government's um, clean growth strategy actually committed to phasing out fossil fuel heating within the next 10 years and you know as a high level of homes are on oil then we want to try and help them get on to renewable energy sources. Now, there's, a, there's an obvious barrier to that, and that's cost. So approaching it on a community level and, and working with the community so that they understand the benefits, but also the cost implications. And the community energy model also looks into, into financing and different methods for financing, which is a method, as much of an innovation as you know renewable heating is so so we're looking to see if we can buy in bulk you know and reduce costs or if we can look at low cost finance with the local authority or with government so that people can you know borrow to retrofit their homes at a low cost and um so it's really working together with the community now what we're doing with that is that we've embedded four energy champions into the village. So we've employed local people to work in the village and support the community on their energy bills and information on heating to, to educate them. But also 200 homes, we're starting to do energy surveys and heat assessments for those homes that will then go back and inform the techno-economic model and the work that UKPN are doing alongside um, our technical consultants. So, and that involves every month we're sending out newsletters to the villages, we're getting the conversation going and running webinars with them, teaching them about insulation and how an air source heat pump works and different renewables, solar, solar thermal. So we're just trying to get the village to understand it and own it. So it's, it's a problem that they can own and resolve themselves. Yeah, I think that's a really important point that there well, were two things you touched on there, which is first cost and financing, uh, because you can have all the will in the world, but unless it makes economic sense and there are mechanisms for these you know, the initiatives to actually be done uh, financially, then you're not going to get anywhere, are you? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, and rural villages are all much the like around the country. You've got people who may not be able to afford to put renewables in, but would like to do it. And then you've got other people who could afford to put renewables in, but also may like to invest in a community energy model where their neighbours could benefit from it. And that's what the conversation is 
aside to to the technical elements that we're trying to engage with the village which is like a cooperative a standard cooperative community energy model yeah and cooperative is a good word in itself i think because everyone does need to cooperate and engagement's key because it's too easy to forget i think that there are people living in all of these buildings uh, that are you know, using the heating. They're not empty houses. And for something like this to be rolled out successfully, engagement's absolutely key. Well, let me, let me add a, something which is really an observation, which is in parallel, the local authorities across the country are committing to net zero, right? And they're, they're, they've got their climate emergency targets. And post-COVID and recovery, social impact is really important and social well-being and resilience and this kind of really you know focuses on that resilience and helping rural communities you know have a voice but also really become resilient and we think that cooperative model around local energy is really important and you know so we're working with the local authorities as well on this and they're, they're really keen to support it well that's good to hear I suppose there's uh, the million dollar question. You, you you touched on it there. You dropped a little spoiler. But what, what technologies are being used? I'm going to ask this question to both of you, actually. So Ashita, would you go first? Yeah, happy to. Um, so generally speaking, the UK Power Networks helps uh, most customers by ensuring the wires and cables that are feeding their homes are suitable for new electrical equipment should they wish to switch to that low carbon uh, heating source. Uh, our role is to support the customers through that low carbon technology journey, whatever form that might take. And that really does carry over to community heat as well, of course. Uh, we're exploring a variety of options to find the best solution for the community. So for example, we're looking at electrical options such as heat pumps, like air source, ground source, water source, et cetera, and also considering the possibility of something like district heating. In addition, we'll also look at local sources of generation such as solar or wind that can help uh, generate that electricity within Barkham. Perfect. Well, Ashita mentioned air source heat pumps there, Ollie, uh, among a range of other technologies. I think air source heat pumps are an interesting one because some of our audience might not be too up to speed uh, on exactly what they are, how they work, and their effectiveness. So I don't suppose you could run through that for us. Yeah, um, absolutely, certainly. Well, an air source heat pump works like a fridge operating in reverse. So if you look on the back of a fridge, there are bars, and it basically reverses the heat in your home. So it takes the outside air, is blown over a network of those tubes filled with like a refrigerant, and this warms up the refrigerant and turns it into a liquid, into a gas. And then the gas passes through a compressor, which increases the pressure and it changes the heat. So it basically takes the, the air and reverses the air temperature to create heat. And, and, you know, and all it needs to run that is electricity. And more and more now of the electricity grid is renewables and people can have green energy supply contracts. And so then you can say that through air source heat pumps, your house is being run by renewables. And then you add on to that solar panels or solar facilities, and then we can really start to, to decarbonize. So on, on top of the project, other technologies that we're looking at in the community energy model is how maybe we could group by energy or we can install solar panels around the village 
and then buy a lower tariff during the day from those solar panels. Or if we could have demand side, so we can have time of day tariffs where it's cheaper to use energy. And are those air source heat pumps that you mentioned there, are they being installed in every home in Barkham or are they, are they making up the majority of the technology we're installing? Because obviously, like you said, it's a mix. It's always a mix when you're trying to decarbonize. You can't do one solution fits all. That rarely works. But are air source heat pumps playing a predominant role? I think they could play a, a, a predominant role. Look, I just want to make the point. We're moving. This industry is moving very fast. And this project is about informing what solutions there could be. Now, those solutions could be air source heat pumps. And what we'll be doing is looking at that with the village to look what all the solutions are, but also looking at the local supply chain. So we'll be working with local installers of all different renewables and looking at multiple solutions. But yeah, air source heat pumps are definitely a solution for the right home, you know, to come off oil. Now, I want to stress that there are lots of solutions that could come forward, but and this project is about sort of speeding up that choice and, you know, working together with the village. Yeah, I've, uh, among across all of the interviews that I've done, I've got to admit, I don't think anyone, whatever they're selling or whatever sector they work in, I don't think anyone has ever said to me, this is the one solution that's going to work to decarbonize any particular sector. There's no, there's no magic bullet. And I think the wonderful thing with and working with UK Power Networks and Ashita and her team is that what we want to try and do through the community energy model is provide a sort of trusted, independent local service so that local people can make those choices because sort of basically they've got a trusted advisor that they can go to and say, look, I've got these options. What's the best for me? and using us as a sort of sounding board to help them. And, and that, that will really inform the behaviour change and give people sort of the trust that they need and the confidence to do that. Yeah, trust and confidence are definitely needed. Uh, and by the sounds of things, there uh, that's definitely happening in Barkham. But Ashita, I wanted to ask you, how can other communities participate, not just Barkham, because the ultimate aim of this project is wider than that? And how can communities drive this behaviour change to reach net zero? They're more than welcome to get in touch with us at UK Power Networks uh, to discuss the several initiatives that we have in place to help uh, communities on that journey to decarbonize heat and transport. We have a lot of information available on our website, and we recently published our heat information packs, one of each for domestic customers, local authorities, and businesses. And these are helping provide tips on what consumers can do now to decarbonize. And we also have our heat pump installation page and our fuse upgrade page. So some really good resources there. Um, they can also follow us on our journey in Barkham by keeping up to date on the project. We have the project website that's now set up as well. That's uh, www.communityheat.org. So that's a really good uh, place to go as well. Perfect. Well, thank you both very much for taking the time to talk with me. And I hope that uh, once the current situation with the pandemic uh, returns slightly back to normal, that I can come and visit the project in person. You'd be very welcome, Johnny. <laughs> Well, uh, thank you again. And I look forward to both of you uh, to hearing what both of you have uh, in store for the future. Yeah, thank you, Johnny. Thanks for having us. You have been listening to a Future Net Zero podcast, along with our partner, 
UK Power Networks. This has been a promoted podcast. Thanks for listening to this future Net Zero podcast. Please follow us on social media and subscribe to the website at www.futurenetzero.com. Future Net Zero. Better business, better planet.